Welcome to the magical world of fitness witchcraft. I'm your host, Emily Flood, and I created fitness witchcraft specifically to help witches and spiritual women to become mentally and physically healthy after trauma. On this podcast, you can expect to hear things from fitness and nutrition to deity work, channeling, quantum healing, spells, collapsing the timelines, and more because you get to become the person who combines their magic with every single aspect of your life. Binge eating is not a problem. It is a solution. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Witchy Wellness with M. And today I'm going to break down what it would be like if you were to join my program and you had been going through binge and emotional overeating, the different tiers of my program, and the step-by-step strategy of what we would do together to help you to release binge eating and emotional overeating with, yes, fitness witchcraft. All right. Okay. So the number one thing we need to go over is that binge binge eating isn't a problem. It is not a problem. It is actually your body solution. Okay. And so when society tells us it's a problem, um, and of course it, it becomes a health concern, right? But binge eating is usually our body's way of trying to keep us safe. Okay. Binge eating is a form of the freeze trauma response. So for those of you who who have taken the fitness goddess archetype quiz that is in the show notes below, you get paired with a goddess based off of your default trauma responses. And all of these trauma responses still show up in health and fitness. I know we normally tend to think of them as like relationship trauma responses and how we respond to people, but the fact of the matter is it it impacts every single thing that we do. And so freezing is a type of dissociation, right? And so when we use things like food, weed, alcohol, um, fantasy novels and Netflix shows and TikTok to numb out, essentially, that is a type of freezing. Now, y'all know I love me some TikTok and that I love me some fantasy novels, right? But that when that is the only coping mechanism that you have um, for dealing with your emotions, um, because society hasn't actually taught any of us how to actually, quote unquote, deal with our emotions. All they've taught us to do is how to compartmentalize it. And so what that ends up doing is meaning we have an entire society of people where people either use alcohol, (laughs) weed, or food to cope with their emotions. Those are like the big three drugs, drugs, alcohol is included in that, right? Or, or food for the most part or other forms of dissociation. Okay. So I want to normalize this. It is normal. Okay. And so that means that anytime you get triggered. And what I mean by that is anxious, overwhelmed, depressed, any type of, um, unfortunate emotion. Uh, All emotions serve us in one way and limit us in another, but it's like one of those emotions that like causes you to like freeze in your body, right? Where you don't feel safe. That is where the binge eating comes from because it is your body's way of keeping you safe because somewhere in your life, you started to associate food with safety somewhere. Okay. And so if you were to come into my program, right? Um, We don't treat it like a problem. And that is, I think, a little bit of the difference between um, me and a lot of binge eating uh, dietitians out there. Because when you really look at depth psychology and and what uh, the subconscious mind and how it impacts health and fitness, binge eating, self-sabotage, all forms of self-sabotage, they are solutions to something, okay? And so I actually teach a little sample of this um, in my fitness goddess archetype call. So once you take that fitness goddess archetype quiz in the bio below, you'll be offered to set up a 20 minute solution call with me. And I have a cravings consciousness tool that will allow us to 
allow you really, I'm just sitting here leading you through it to communicate with a craving that your body has. Okay. I'm not one of those like little stupid Pinterest chart people where it's like, if you're craving chocolate, you just need more magnesium. Bullshit. (laughs) Okay. You guys have heard me talk about this on the podcast. We have the logical side of the brain, right? And then we have the emotional intuitive side of the brain. So no, craving chocolate does not just mean that you need magnesium because food is emotional because everything in this life is emotional. You cannot take emotions away from it. Okay. And so this cravings consciousness tool that I teach people on my, on these 20 minute calls, and I go into more in depth into my warrior goddess program, it allows you to see what that deeper subconscious need is behind your craving. Okay. And so then when you understand what your binge eating is a solution for, Sometimes it's loneliness. Sometimes it's like a fuck you to your parents if they put you through diet culture. Um, Sometimes it's a a desire to to be yourself. And so then your body's like, well, we'll fuck the diet and fuck weight loss because we need to be ourselves somewhere because you're people pleasing everywhere else in your life. This allows you to see exactly where your binge eating and your cravings are coming from. Because the truth is, our cravings are actually ways that our body is trying to communicate with us. Okay. I think I've told this story before, um, but over the summer, uh, before I left the gym, which I will have to post an update about that because uh, um, the old CEO of the gym is being removed and they made public announcements about it and everything. And it's just like, finally, that justice. But um, in the summer when I was at the gym, like I had this really intense craving for scones. Like I, I am a scone girl, okay? Like I, I've been to Ireland and Scotland, clotted cream, scone, tea, oh perfection, right? But I had like a big scone craving, like way more than normal over the summer. And when I did this cravings consciousness tool, I realized it was actually my body's way of seeking physical affection. And what I mean by that, it's like, I really wanted a hug. Okay. Um, my uncle had died the month before, right? I had all of these guy friends who, you know, they were gaslighting me, right? Okay. They said they were my friends, my body, my intuition knew that they weren't, but I also just desperately wanted like a friendly, safe touch, a hug. I wanted to hug. Okay. And I wasn't able to get that. And so my body knew that I wasn't able to get that. So it was like, okay, well, the next best thing is going to be a scone because it feels like a warm hug. Okay. And so that is one of the ways, right? So then I ate a couple extra scones that month until, you know, I went home to my parents, I left the gym and then the craving disappeared because when you're around better people, it's easier to make them. When you're not triggered is more, it's so much easier. Okay. Um, That was a little tangent there and everything. And so in the warrior goddess transformation program, one thing that really helps my clients with binge and emotional eating. um, And this is something that is in the mindset only portion here. And we're going to talk about then what it would look like also with the, the full portion of the program with fitness and nutrition guidance. But in the coursework of the warrior goddess program, (laughs) everything is built on that foundation of safety. Okay. Um, literally in mind, when I was building this coursework for this program years ago, it was like, okay, we have to start with root chakra things, safety, because nothing can be changed without safety. Okay. Because anytime you get anxious, overwhelmed, anytime you have a stress response at all, that turns on survival mode brain, that lower limbic system that just wants to keep you alive. If you are in a state of, I just want to survive. I just have to get through the day. I just have to make it through to Friday. You are in survival mode. And your body doesn't understand that you are living in the 21st century and you are not in imminent danger of getting eaten by a lion or a bear or or whatever it is, right? And so it's actually our thoughts that continue to put our body in survival mode, 
Okay. And a lot of times it's these stored and stuck emotions in the body after trauma that continue to put our brain in survival mode and survival mode. Okay. And like one example that I have of this is like when I got out of um, my narcissistic abusive relationship a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, he was emotionally abusive, right? He was never, um, he never directly physically, um, threatened me. Okay. I will say that. And yet after I'd spoken out about him, after I'd posted him on Instagram, I started to have nightmares of like him showing up in Austin, an entire city away from where he lived with, with the gun, right. And having nightmares like, oh my gosh, what if he showed up at the gym? Because he knew what gym I went to. What if, what if he went after Freya? And I just, it, it's a way that our brain keeps us safe. It's like, I was doing fire drills in my head, right? Okay. What would I do? Where would I run? Like all of these, a, a very terrifying scenario. Right. And so therefore I was putting my body into that stress response because our brain, when we are visualizing things, our, our brain doesn't know the difference between what is real and what is a visualization. Okay. And so when you know that, and you know that you do that accidentally, because listeners, I'm sure you do that in some way, shape or form. You, you run through those worst case scenarios in your head all the time. Right. And when you know that you, the opposite is true and you can send your body into a stress response with visualization, then the opposite must therefore be true, right? And this is where the witchcraft part comes in, <laughs> which is the fun part of releasing binge eating and emotional overeating is because we we build a foundation of safety with the Warrior Goddess Transformation Program, right? I have a somatic emotional releasing tool that helps you to release those stuck emotions from your body and to move out of anxiety and overwhelm within five minutes. <laughs> but then the important part is, is that you don't continue to fire drill yourself in your head. And so you reprogram that subconscious mind. So it's not just the releasing and the somatics, which is, it, it is not the hip shaking on the bed type of somatics, if that's what you guys uh, have seen so far. I mean, uh, I, I'm no judgment there, but this is a little bit, um, a little bit uh, more active. Um, and then you also have to reprogram your brain. So you stop automatically choosing those fire drill thoughts and you start thinking more of the best case scenarios. And what if it works? Okay. And so this is training your brain to operate more from the prefrontal cortex part of your brain instead of the lower limbic survival system. This is training your brain and training your body to recognize that you are safe, that you are no longer in that traumatic or life-threatening scenario anymore, that you are no longer in danger. Okay. And so this is where, again, the witchcraft comes in with um, shamanic journeying and visualization meditations. And evidently that I, now that I've learned since I've done a BQH past life regression session, it is technically a form of self-hypnosis, okay, where you are training your brain to visualize your dreams, visualize your goals, and yes, visualize um, your deities and receiving advice from them, okay? And so a lot of the time we run this program in our head when binge eating. Okay. And so like when I was struggling with binge eating back in like my bodybuilding days, uh, it, the second that I would start eating food, my brain would start letting out a steady stream of mental abuse. Okay. You're, you're fucked up. You're not good enough. Oh my gosh. There you go again. This is at least 3000 calories now. Oh my, you're going to have to tell your coach, your coach is going to be so disappointed. Aren't you supposed to be a fitness coach, Emily? Like what the fuck is wrong with you? And therefore, it would continue <laughs> because my thoughts were constantly putting me back into survival mode, okay? I was not safe with myself. I was abusing myself and my thoughts, okay? So do a little check-in right now. How often do you abuse yourself with your thoughts? 
Okay. And that is not a bad thing. Uh, all things serve in one way and limit in another. Okay. I, I, I coach with a foundation of neutrality because sometimes I see people out there, they're very problem aware, right? They're like, I suck. I talk to myself bad in my head. Like I don't belong. I, I'm, I'm not taking action on my goals, blah, blah, blah. Like I, go eat worms type of mindset. Okay. Because they're really good at identifying their problems. Okay. And we need to create neutrality here so that you become so that you can become problem aware right but then you can also become solution aware because if this is your brain if these are your thoughts then you can change them subconscious reprogramming it it is actually quite easy if you allow it to be easy if you allow yourself to show up and to do the work and come to the group calls and do the modules right and so it's through these visualization activities, right? Especially I like bringing in working with guides and deities with clients who have struggled with binge eating and emotional overeating and, and frankly, clients who've been struggling with weight their entire lives, okay? And also this applies to clients who've gone through trauma as well because when you've been through any of these situations, you don't trust yourself, right? You don't trust yourself, you don't trust your body, okay? So when I was going through binge eating, I didn't trust my body. Okay. Because like my body would send me hunger signals. And, um, the truth is, is when you have done any type of extreme dieting, um, maybe you have under eaten, maybe you fucked with your metabolism. Maybe you've done those juice cleanses or keto or, or, or anything like that. Your hunger signals, like the chemicals in your brain of leptin and ghrelin can actually become imbalanced. Okay. And so, especially after bodybuilding, like, geez, guys, like if you want to see my quote unquote, like past life as bodybuilder, like go watch me on YouTube. It's kind of fun. Like, but also uh, I'm a tiny, tiny human. Okay. In that, right. My brain was foggy. And like, the thing is, is like my leptin and ghrelin levels were messed up. And so one of the things which hmm, it, you have to go through a reverse diet. If you have been chronically under eating now we're getting a little bit more into the science of health and fitness, which I haven't talked about in a while, but when you have been chronically under eating, when your metabolism is downregulated and all of these things, and these hunger hormones are imbalanced, you have to go through a process, which is called a reverse diet. Okay. Because Let's say my metabolism was maintaining my weight at like 1,200 calories. That is not a, a manageable level of food. That is the amount of food that a toddler needs, okay? And so if I were to immediately start eating 2,000 calories, my body would gain a, a massive amount of weight because my metabolism was normalized to 1,200 calories. And so a reverse dieting process, you add like 50 to 100 calories each and every week, right? And this is really the technical part of health and fitness, and I... I Oh, we're we're getting a little off here, but like when I work with clients with binge eating, we we tend to do more mindful eating strategies and all. But in this portion of my life with my story is that I was telling myself the story of I couldn't trust my body because my hunger signals were imbalanced. So my body, um, the fullness hormone of leptin was very much lowered. So I didn't actually feel full. And my ghrelin hormone, which I like to think of as the gremlin hormone, it was the hormone that was telling me that I was hungry. And it was always telling me that I was hungry because my body thought we had been starving for months because I was doing a freaking bodybuilding competition, right? Which you have to have like zero body fat on you. I had like nine or 10% body fat. Okay. Like, so then, um, that served me that thought of like, my body is lying to me right now served me because then that helped me to normalize feeling hunger during that period. Okay. But then it limited me because I wasn't trusting my body, right? And so the this is where this is also where the witchcraft comes in is because often when you come into my program, you don't trust your body. You don't trust your body after abuse. It's like even though we we don't victim blame and everything, we victim blame ourselves in our heads, right? 
oh, I picked him. How could I have missed those red flags? I can't pick good people. You know, all of these stories that we have after abuse and trauma as well, it's a form of not trusting ourselves and therefore not trusting our bodies. Okay. And so I bring in, I help my clients like, okay, you might not be able to trust your body around food, but you can trust yourself to pick a tarot card today. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your body picking for you. Okay. There have been lots of experiments. I've even talked about them on the podcast so far that show that your body, okay, I can't remember the exact percentage point in my head right now, but that your body understands things faster than your brain does. Your body interprets information in your environment faster than your brain. Okay. So when you are picking the tarot card, your body is picking that for you. It is picking the right one. Even if that's really hard for your logical brain to comprehend, that's the point because your brain is slower than your body. Okay. And so this is where we bring in the witchcraft, right? The witchcraft in a roundabout way, when you start to trust your tarot cards, when you start communicating with Aphrodite and and the Morgan and all of your deities, you know, I've got a, I work with a lot of clients from Santa Muerte to to Loki. (laughs) Those seem like polar opposites. Um, Where when you start to trust your guides, technically it's you communicating with your guides, right? I am not sitting here as some grand oracle delivering you prophecies um, from your guides. No. You are a witch too. You communicate with your deities too. Even if you believe that, that that's not possible for you, okay? Like go listen to Kayla's episode down there. It's a couple episodes down, but Kayla came into the program skeptical of tarot cards. And within a month, within a month, you guys, she was communicating with her grandma on the other side, okay? Mediumship, <laughs> which blew my mind too, right? But uh, that's an incredible result. And like someone who isn't wildly skeptical, did not believe that it was possible for them, got these results. And then if you believe, okay, well, Kayla's on the extreme side of the spectrum, well, then go listen to Maddie's interview down, which is a couple episodes below Kayla's. And Maddie came into the program, again, believing that that she wasn't good enough, couldn't do magic and everything. And she had a really hard time doing visualization. She had a really hard time communicating with her guides. And yet she showed up week after week and week after week, she got a little better each and every time. And so now she is so much more confident in her magic. Okay. And so it's like two sides of the spectrum, right? Like massive wild growth with Kayla, but then Maddie, like slow and steady, like progressive growth because she continued to show up for herself and continue to believe in her own magic. Okay. And what all of this witchiness does is that in a uh, sneaky, I tricks you kind of way, it, it tricks yourself into trusting yourself because the more that you start to trust your tarot cards, the more that you start to trust your intuition, the more that you trust your guides, that is you trusting your body because your intuition comes from your body. <laughs> Tricked ya. And so in the Warrior Goddess Transformation Program, we use uh, we do a lot with clairsentience, okay? We do a lot with um, emotions in the body where you feel things because this is really important for releasing those trauma responses, okay? And choosing a new reality because I, I just talked about this. Um, I just went over the six steps of growing from and uh, like losing weight after trauma this week in the Warrior Goddess Program. Um, but you need to create that foundation of safety within yourself and you keep yourself safe. And this is the thing again, where like binge eating dietitians and they, they don't quite get this, but like you can create that feeling of safety in your body at any time you can. And if you don't believe that, okay, well, it's energetics. You have this energy in your body. You are capable of it. Okay. And the the modules in the warrior goddess program teach you how to make yourself feel safe. And the more that you can feel safe in your body, the less you're going to fall into binge eating and and trauma responses. Right. Okay. And so 
I, I've been through like what the the mindset portion would help you with with binge eating, right? Is creating these rituals for yourself that help you to feel safe, creating these new brain wirings in your brain of like, okay, when we don't feel safe, we're now creating this new habit and this new ritual of doing this this fun witchy thing instead of reaching for the food, okay? And it works, okay? Go listen to Darlene's episode, and then. If you work with me with the full Warrior Goddess Transformation Program, the, with the fitness and nutrition portion, um, I think this is really important if you, there's uh, spectrums with binge eating and emotional overeating, right? Okay. I think a lot of people like believe that they have binge eating um, when it's not quite as extreme. Okay. So the difference between just like emotional overeating and binge eating, it's like binge eating, it's almost like you have like a little blackout. And then suddenly all the food is gone. Okay. It's this uncontrollable urge where it almost feels like something takes over you and you can't stop. Even if in your brain, your brain is like going, oh, we should stop. We should stop. We should stop. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do this. And it's like you eat to the point of like feeling uncomfortable, like massively uncomfortable. Okay. And it is a little scary to go through this. Right. And so depending on where you are on the spectrum, like, um, I, I am working with a client right now who, who really does have binge eating and has been um, for most of her life, right? And so she is in the full Warrior Goddess program. We have a mindful eating check-in for her where we coach with neutrality and everything. And what we are doing week to week, especially right now since she's beginning the program, is we are celebrating each and every time she starts to build awareness around where this binge eating is coming from, what triggers this binge eating, because this is giving us data to help her to build rituals, to help her to release these emotions, to help her to release um, these specific memories and emotions in her body that are tried to trauma, tied to trauma um, that are leading her to binge eat. Okay. And so each and every week we sit down together in our weekly check-in for the nutrition check-in and we look at, okay, what went well? Um, what food choices are you proud of? Like, how did how did your food choices serve you? How did your food choices limit you? Um, what are you looking to change next week? What rituals did you do? And we break it down together. And sometimes I kind of see missing elements, especially like on the weeks where she feels like she failed, right? Where she was binge eating because of stress, right? I'm able to look at these things and be like, no, 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 no. This is actually really good because we identified something and this will give us more data for the future. And now you can do this ritual and this ritual. And it, it helps her to build up that self-assurance and that self-confidence when I'm looking closely at, at her data, right? Um, and so then um, we build up like a ritual list together for her. And it's just a, a lot more personalized, like, okay, like we are in this together type of deal instead of like in the mindset portion, right? You don't get as much of that, like, okay, I'm not going to check your nutrition, each and every week. Okay. And, and when I say like, I do nutrition coaching, right. The, my type of nutrition coaching, I feel like this is really important to specify is like, if you are a McDonald's person, I am not going to make you leave McDonald's behind. Okay. Because we are making small incremental changes because if we change too much, too fast, that will send your body into a stress response. Okay. And, and this is why like overly restrictive diets don't work because if you absolutely love McDonald's, you're not going to want to be on a diet for the rest of your life where you can't have McDonald's. This doesn't even, this isn't even a diet, really. This is like a lifestyle change where you just become the type of person who has a healthy body, whatever that means for you. Maybe weight loss is involved for you. Maybe it's not, right? But where you become the type of person where like 
you, I like to, I like to talk to moms here, right? Where you can wear the shorts in the summer. You are proud to take pictures with your kids and you can go out and get random ice cream in the summer with your kids because you're, you're not paranoid and worried about the scale going up. Okay. Like truly just becoming the type of person who is healthy, who isn't paranoid about food and who has a healthy relationship with food, not just for themselves, but for the people around them and and the next generation. Right. And so like with this client that I'm working with now, right. Um, she's been binge eating for years. Right. And so she has a lot of like, she loves a lot of takeout. Right. And so what a lot of what we do together is is just working on making little tiny tweaks. Okay. Maybe, maybe we're not going to Uber eats all the time. Right. Maybe we're going to have these, like, I love air fried chicken nuggets. Okay. Like having some of these meals in in the freezer and everything. And because she's in the top tier of my program with the fitness and nutrition check-ins, we are able to work closely together to help her to create small incremental tweaks that feel safe for her, that feel doable for her. Okay. And and helping her to integrate all of the Aphrodite rituals as well, um, which make this fun. Okay. And also makes her, helps her to trust herself again. And then um, beyond that, um, mm -hmm, oh yeah, the, the fitness and plans and everything. It's like, and I haven't talked about the, the fitness plans that I write for people yet, but I, I started lifting weights because I knew that when I lost weight, I didn't want to lose my booty. Okay. So (laughs) Um, I have, I don't know if you guys know this, but I do have a, a certification in training physique athletes. And what that means is if you want to build uh, or tone a certain area of your body, I, I'm the girl to go to. Like, I know exactly what workout plans that you need, whether you want a home workout plan or a gym workout plan. Okay. And so this is something that, w- that will help you guys kind of determine like what level of the warrior goddess transformation program is right for you. Because if you don't want nutrition guidance week to week, if you don't want me supporting you through those rituals and through mindful eating or or some a little bit more precision with weight loss, um, then maybe you don't need the full program, right? And especially if you prefer a different type of movement, there's plenty of clients in the Warrior Goddess program who, who do things like they go to dance classes, they go to kickboxing classes. Like so, it's so different from when I was like a basic bitch fitness coach. I absolutely love it, okay? Like, when I was a basic bitch fitness coach, right? Um, very like very regimented, like clients losing ex- using all of the science and strategy to help clients lose exactly one to two pounds every single week, and it's like all of that works, right? And it's like determining what level of precision or mindful eating is going to be best for you, especially if you're struggling with 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 binge eating, right? And want to become the type of person who has a healthy relationship with food, who releases all of those things, okay? And, and so that's the that's the strategy breakdown of what I would do with you if you were a client in my Warrior Goddess Transformation Program and you wanted to release binge eating. It's a lot of going within, a lot of figuring out what these emotions are really about, what the self-sabotage is really about, reprogramming your subconscious mind, creating that layer of safety within your body. And, and then we go from there, right? And then we get fun and then we get to build magic on top of everything. And then yes, um, once we've released that binge eating, then well, one, weight loss is inevitably going to happen, right? But then it becomes a lot easier once you have built up that trust with yourself and, and built up that trust with your body. All right. Okay. Um, a fun episode here. Um, definitely touch base soon. We are going to be having some events coming up here in the future. Make sure that you are in the Facebook group and yeah, please schedule one of those 20 minute solution calls with me. Take the fitness goddess archetype quiz. Once you get your results, um, schedule one of those calls and, and let's see what one of your cravings is trying to communicate with you. All right, guys, get out there, do all of the strong girl shit, lift some heavy weights. And again, remember just how powerful and innately magical you all already are. 
and you absolutely have all of the capabilities that you need to create this change in your life. Thanks for listening to another episode of Witchy Wellness with M. I'm on a mission to change the game with health and fitness coaching through adding in all of this mindset work you hear on the podcast. So if you love the show, please help me out by leaving a review. Remember, mindset alone won't get you to your goals, but when you combine it with action and strategy, you're limitless.